Here's what's coming up on this week's show. Number one, what's your favourite smell? Generally, I think the smell of your own farts. I think <laughs> I think that would be especially under the covers. <laughs> the beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, welcome to the Big Little Business Show. I'm Paul Mumford, and over there's the lovely Claire Horsley. And do you know what? I've got a... I don't know what's caused it, but I'm kind of bursting with energy today. I am, but what I don't understand is I've been up since 5am. I never, ever get up for 8am. You need to be doing my 4.30 alarm call and going down for a run. I think that's what does it. That's what I did this morning, and that's why I feel all perky. I think it's every time I speak to you, I keep waking up really early, but it's really strange. I feel proper chirpy. Chirpy? Chipper. <laughs> it's rubbing off. It's rubbing off. I know. So um, I feel all right. I think give give it a couple of hours. I'll end up having to have a little afternoon power nap. But you know, I'm doing all right at the minute. Be on the sofa with your eye, uh, mouth open, catching flies. Yeah, something like that. So each week we invite a business who is an expert within their field to talk to us about some top tips and guidance as to how we can all benefit uh, to move our businesses forward in the right direction. So what's our topic for this week, Paul? Oh, it's how to be a brand ambassador, or more importantly, how to be your own brand ambassador. And that is a really important part of marketing, I think. It is now because you see a lot of people on social media who are uh, influencers for other companies. They might wear someone else's gear uh, or they might sort of be seen eating other people's stuff. Uh, But actually, a lot of smaller companies are taking that sort of trend and starting to be their own brand ambassadors. Brilliant. And who have you been talking to about this? We are talking to our friend, Gilchrist Thomas from my source. We bigged him up on the show a couple of weeks ago and uh, we said we'd try and get him on the show and uh, he's got a really interesting story to tell and uh, lots of really great tips to share. I can't wait to hear this. Is this the chap with the giant green sunglasses? <laughs> That's the guy, yeah. This is the Big Little Business Show. Here we go. Uh, I want to start off by talking about how you went from driving a bus to building a business making sauce. That seems like quite a big leap. Believe it or not, I still am driving a bus you're joking so you're running a business and doing a bit of bus driving on the side yeah yeah so uh, I, I hope the manager's not listening uh, <laughs> it could be a, a, a sack of an offense but uh, you know um yeah uh, I'm, a, I'm a part-time london bus driver and yeah i also uh, try to run my company um alongside it this is not a hobby uh, i'm trying to turn this into a business it's not, it's not an easy road. I was reading somewhere on your website you had a bit of a bumpy start because you didn't you sort of have a partner at some point and that didn't work out, so you decided to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's, and that's an advice that I kind of give. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to go into business or partnership with a close friend who would have a negative impact on your relationship. Is that what happened with you? Yeah, you, you started as friends, joined a, started a business together and then started clashing horns a bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, that is what happened. Um, I was giving it my all. Um, my close friend at the time, he had other businesses, um, but did, did not actually have the time to really take on a startup business, um, especially in the food industry. Um, and, you know, we just clashed. Um, I had ideas, you know, didn't see eye to eye. I was giving my all. He was giving it nothing. I expected 50%. I thought, hold on, this ain't right, this ain't fair. Uh, it's my product anyway. So, you know what, I'll take my product, I'll rebrand it and set up my own company. So that is what I exactly, that's exactly what I did. 
um, and um, just gone strength to strength, really. So how did it start? So was this like a, a eureka moment while you were driving a bus one day and thought, oh, I'm going to make some sauces? Or yeah, what happened? How did it happen? Yeah, no, it all started when I was 16. Right. Um, I uh, left home at a young age. Um, well, in actual fact, I got sent home to the I got sent to the Caribbean for being a very naughty boy. Um, I, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty horrible place to go for being naughty. <laughs> Normally, you go and get kids to stand in the corner, but your your parents sent you to the Caribbean. That sounds like an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a Caribbean thing and an African thing. You know, once um, if if you are a naughty boy and you know you, your behaviour doesn't improve, they just send you off back home. Uh, some 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 sometimes you may not come back, uh, but I came back, um, and uh, I obtained the first flat. Um, those days it was pretty easy to get flats, uh, council flats. So I got my first flat at the age of sixteen. Uh, started cooking, um, developed some um, kind of recipes. Um, perfected it, uh, invited people around to try my sauces uh, that I created. They enjoyed it, they loved it, and uh, they encouraged me to turn into business. Then that's when I went into business with a close friend, and then it all kind of went downhill. But uh, I'm on the upwards now. Yeah, you're you're up you're up and out the other side. Let's talk about the process a little bit and how sort of um, how you go from making sauces to upscaling it into something that you can sell as a product. So I'm, I guess it, at some point it must have started. Uh, in the kitchen, as you said earlier, developing these little ideas and putting a product together. Uh, so how do you go from there to turning that into a product that you can sell in stores? Yeah, so what happened was the demand just grew and grew. Um, you know, So I had to come out of my own kitchen because it was unsafe. Uh, I remember cooking sauces doing this sauce all over the place bottles <laughs> everywhere i've got a picture of these big big vats of sauce bubbling everywhere crazy crazy i had uh two i think i think it's a 250 liter pot um cooking up sauces and the chilies were just burning my wife's eyes burning my kids eyes um just chaos everywhere it's just unsafe so i said to myself you know what the demand is grown and it's growing let me outsource the work to a sauce manufacturer um, so that's exactly what I did. Um, done some research, um, just done some Googling, found a right manufacturer, BRC, A-grade accredited. And yeah, we've just been working together uh, for the past year and a half. And um, yeah, it's a brilliant relationship. So do you reckon that was the turning point for you? What, you, what it turned it turned from like a, a homemade source into something that you could actually then sell uh, in a much bigger way? Yeah, most definitely. From a hobby to... Turn it into a turn it into a business. Mm. Um, from being in the kitchen, uh, spending a week in the kitchen cooking, labeling, bottling, packing—complete nightmare. <laughs> now having a BRC A grade accredited manufacturer that just cooks my sauce to my recipe and just ships it to me. Now I've got the time to go out there, sell, market, brand, do whatever I want. Um, and it's you know it's hard work, but um, I enjoy it and I love it. I can tell you love it, and now we'll put a pin in that because I want to talk about that how you do that in in a little while. But uh, what we haven't mentioned yet is we haven't actually specifically spoken about the source. So tell us about the source, what it is, uh, and your whole sort of philosophy behind it because it's it's a bit special, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, very special. Um, so um, I have three product ranges um i have a hot scotch bonnet a mild scotch bonnet 
and a spicy pineapple marinade. Um, they're all plant-based, they're all gluten-free, and they're all vegan products. So I'm tapping into the market trend at the moment, um, which is a growing market trend, you know, veganism and plant-based uh, healthy eating. Um, my mild and hot scotch water is a table sauce, and the spicy pineapple marinade is a marinade, so you cook with it. Let's jump back into what we were talking about earlier on, because I know we had a conversation before how you when you started getting uh, a manufacturer on board to make this stuff for you, then you started focusing your attention on marketing the brand. And I think what's kind of struck us uh, when we saw your stuff on Instagram, um, because, you know, that's how we met. We just sort of bumped into you on Instagram. And it was it's obviously something you clearly work very, very hard at. But uh, what's really great is not only how strong your brand is, but how strong your brand is a reflection of who you are. Because you go onto your website and straight away, it's not hard to make the connection between you and the Caribbean and fun because of all the colours, the topography uh, and the whole brand. Even down to the things like we love the little thing where you say um, put a little joy in your inbox in your website. So, yeah, it's even those little touches which are uh, synonymous with you as a person so kind of it's, it's almost like an extension of your personality isn't it yeah most definitely um i've always been a bit of a comedian uh when i was younger a uh, bit of a clown uh used to get in trouble for it um is that how you ended up in the caribbean <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right, yeah um you know and you know i've always sort of loved comedy you know lorna hardy Free Stooges, Harold Lloyd, do you know what I mean? So, um, so I try to bring that across um, in the brand, um, and just bring my genuine, you know, fun-loving, colourful, exciting character that I am. And that really, really comes across. So, was that a conscious decision? There was a conscious decision to kind of use that kind of colouring, use that kind of branding uh, because of who you are, or was that something that you had help with? Uh, I had some help with a wonderful lady that's on my team, um, Nadia. Um, she, um, you know, looked at the brand, looked at how we can improve things. Um, so yeah, we kind of um, she kind of helped that. But you know, it's it, it, it's it's kind of come naturally, also to be honest. So another thing that really struck with us is how you use your own personality to sell your brand. And we often hear the phrase "brand ambassadors" on uh, social media, uh, but essentially you're being your own brand ambassador. Uh, and you you can straight away see from all your images on social media that you are quite clearly an extension, uh, or your brand rather is an extension of you. Uh, so there's obviously that's obviously something that you make a big deal. Of doing you know people i mean you get investors out there that invest in people's products uh but also people invest in people as well yeah um, and you know that's 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 important to me um i'm the best spokesperson for my brand and my product um you know and who better than to do that uh it's me I'm the man behind the brand. Is this something you want to continue? So as the product grows, and hopefully you have more products in your range and uh, you start employing people and it becomes a, a slightly bigger thing, do you still want to use your face uh, out there as the you know, the main sort of focus of you know, as a brand ambassador, if you like? Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, I'm not going to stop continuing what I'm doing. Uh, I'm a people's person. Mm. Um, I like going out there and meeting people. 
I like going out there and telling my story. Well, last time we had a conversation, I think you said that actually you're starting to become recognised uh, in the areas where you distribute your products, and people are recognising you as the my sauce guy. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Um, most definitely, um, you know, up in Crouch End, uh, Muzzle Hill, um, a few other places in Hackney. Um, Kentish Town, a few places, Shoreditch also. Just get the odd beep, beep, my sauce. Just seriously, as much as that. So you, you literally just get people wave at you so, as you're walking around. Yeah, yeah. It's worth pointing sauce. out for people who, who, I mean, obviously, Gilchrist and I are looking at each other here on Zoom, uh, and he is completely head to toe branded. He's got his my sauce t shirt on and uh, and his, his my sauce cap on as well. Does it go any further than that? You haven't got my sauce pants on or anything, have you? Oh, I was thinking about that level one, level one. <laughs> Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Uh, but if you look at all these images on social media, he is fully branded up. So it's not difficult to know uh, yeah, who he is. He's not sort of incognito. Uh, but that said, the fact that people are passing in the street and actually recognising who you are in that area, I and mean, obviously you have your products in a lot of stores around that area. Uh, but I mean, that's a big thing. That must feel really good. Um, yeah, but, you know, um, you know, it has to be not big-headed about this to be honest um but you know it's great to now see that you're being recognized um just for what just for what you're doing really um and that's a great feeling uh it's been a long journey um still a lot of mileage to go um but i can see the momentum that's building now do you feel it's your personality has had a big impact in that growth um i think so yeah and you know like you said you can see it um on my instagram feed and you know um all that i do um and you know you must be genuine you must be a genuine person you must be a genuine person um otherwise people can see through you um but yeah my personality is has always been that bubble comedian comical if you was to be in my house for a day (laughs) You'll be rolling up like you know. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's hilarious, you know. Um, you know, my wife doesn't. Um... Does she get bored with your jokes? Because my wife gets deeply bored with my jokes. <laughs> no, she. No, she. I mean, it, she can never be upset with me for too long, because uh, I just end up making her laugh, and then you know, it's all squashed. It's all good. What's next? Where does it go next? What's are you going to add some more sources to the brand, or you do you want to get into bigger stores? What you know? What's the next goal for you? Get it to bigger stores. Uh, I'm trying to uh, look at chains now, um, whether it be restaurant chains or supermarket chains. Um, I don't want to give too much away, uh, but sure. I've been in talks with uh, a few. Excellent. So we know that you're making an incredibly good job of using your personality to sell your product. And you're a good example of demonstrating that it doesn't actually have to be, it could be anything that you're selling, but if you have a strong enough personality, uh, you should and you can use that to sell your product. Um, and you know, you're doing that really, really well. So let's pick up maybe two or three tips that you could perhaps share that you've used uh, or the things you've discovered sort of as you've gone along this little journey and used your personality to sell your product. You, you obviously, you touched on being genuine earlier on, and I guess that's really, that, that is really, really important. It's helped me, um, being who I am with my personality, to get in stores. Uh, people can see um, the genuine side of me, uh, and my personality comes through, mm. and they're willing to just give me a shot. If my product sells, then they reorder. This is another thing that I think you do really well, is 
obviously at the moment you're only in uh, you know, little sort of independent stores, uh, but you're really championing those stores, not just because they're selling your product, but because you you genuinely uh, believe in what they do. And that comes across on social media, too. So I think, you know, that's maybe perhaps another thing that you do really well is, you know, supporting your retailers. Yes, yes, yes. Always give them a plug. Um, I always give them a plug um, on my um, Instagram posts um, and um, on my website, um, their stores in the store location section of the website. Um, their stores will come up on Google and you can see where my products are. So it's also giving them a shout um, in the form of a text on my posts, but also visually when you go on my website and you look at the store locations, you can see uh, the stores that I'm in. You know, And sometimes I even offer um, days uh, where I go in, offer free sampling um, sessions for the whole day. Uh, that way it gets kind of shifted off the shelf a bit quicker. So, you know, it's just about working in partnership uh, with these store owners that have given me the opportunity to uh, put my sources on their shelves, really. Is that something you'd like to do more of, do like in-store demos and stuff? Because that, that's something I could see you doing really well. I love it. I, I love it. Um, obviously, before before COVID, um, that's what I was doing. Uh, that's part of the service once I get in your store. You know, it's one thing getting your source on the shelf, um, which I've found pretty easy um, not being big-headed mm. um, but the other thing is getting your sauce that's on the shelf into the basket that's another whole ball game altogether that's interesting um, so um, yeah it's you know so yeah I, I love I love doing um, free sampling I love going out to festivals farmers markets do you know what I mean uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing just you know, just just having a product that you can call your own and uh, getting people's feedback and reactions. So before we give you a little plug, we've got to finish off with our, our set of questions. Uh, we always finish with a set of same set of questions inspired by um, uh, a US TV show called Inside the Actors Studio. Don't know whether you're aware of it. We've taken inspiration from the questions that they ask at the end of Inside the Actors Studio. Uh, and we're going to fire a few at you here because it's just nice to know a little bit more about, because we already know a lot about your personality, but find out a little bit more so we uh, you know, get to know you a bit better. Number one, what's your favourite smell? Um, Are you going to say your sources? I was going to say that. <laughs> But generally, I think the smell of your own fart, I think. <laughs> I think that would be, especially under the covers. Mate, that has to be the best answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you get that, that, you know, that, 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 that smell and mixing with the covers, the duvet, you know what I mean? That duvet smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. But never anyone else's. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your love that? What's your favourite biscuit? Uh Bourbons. Bourbons. They're always they're cheap, but they are delicious. Um I I bite the top biscuit off. Yeah, there's always gotta be a process, isn't there? Yeah, there's a process. You gotta bite the you gotta bite the top biscuit layer off with your front teeth and then you've got the chocolate cream that you scrape with your front teeth and then lick and then lick 
and then you put the bottom bit of the biscuit whole of it in your mouth. You I know what? <laughs> That's so funny because my favourite biscuit is a custard cream and I go through exactly the same ritual. E- exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 they're cheap biscuits, but they taste so divine. Nothing wrong with a cheap biscuit, my man, I tell you. <laughs> uh, what, what's your favourite movie? It's got to be Breakdance 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That's going a good back answer. To yeah, going back to... Uh, ooh, yeah, yeah, Breakdance 1, I think that was 84, probably. Yeah, you're talking sort of maybe 87, 88, something like that, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, and then Breakdance 2 came out. I watched both of them. I, st- I still watch it even now. It's, it's just timeless. The colour, um, you know, the basic story, the music themes, the dancing itself. Can you do it? Um, I used to. Um, I used to. Um bit rusty i can do a little bit of a little little bit of locking a little bit of popping but you know i just show my kids that i can you know i'm still fresh and funky but uh, <laughs> still move around yeah that your dad can still do it <laughs> <laughs> so last question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates yeah um well done uh that's a good answer you know we'll get told that heaven you know we'll all go to heaven by our parents you know but in reality that may not be the case. Um, so, you know, um, once I meet uh, my maker, when I stand before God, um, that's the words that I would like him to say, well done, my faithful servant. Love that. What a great way to finish. Oh, in fact, we are going to finish with a little bit of a plug. Uh, and uh, we want to know where we can get your sources and uh, where people can find you and follow you. Yeah, so you can get my sources uh, online at mysource.co.uk or on my Instagram, uh, my full stop source. Uh, check me out. Um, you know, have a scroll on my website, my lovely website done by Nedja uh, Villina, lovely lady. Um, also, go into the stores and purchase my sauce. Um, you know, like, likes are good on Instagram, but that doesn't necessarily pay your bills. But you know, the way, support, <laughs> the way to support people is to purchase their products, that's your way of supporting them. Uh, but yeah, um, it's a wonderful thing. You know, I just feel privileged that Paul, uh, Paul, that you um, got in touch with me and gave me this opportunity to come on your show. You know, you're doing a great job. Continue what you're doing, Paul. And you know what I mean? Um, I'm sure God will bless you, definitely. Bless you. Thank you very much. It's been an absolutely wonderful talking to you. Yeah, such a such a lovely chap and a fantastic personality. And uh, yeah, all power to you. I hope you uh, I hope you get on get move on to bigger and better things. And I'm sure you will. Yeah, most definitely I will. And I'll remember you, the small guy. When I'm when I'm on the top, I'll be looking down. No, no, no. Of course, of course, <laughs> no, no, I'll no. be up there with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. You will. You will, Paul. You will definitely. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. The favourite smell being <laughs> the fart. And his sauces smell fantastic. So if his farts smell like his sauces, then he's allowed to use that as a favourite smell, I think, but I have a feeling it doesn't. they don't smell like that. I doubt it. I doubt it very much. I think it's something to do with the processing. I don't think it would actually <laughs> release, release the same, <laughs> the the same scent. <laughs> I've never really thought about processing a fart in that way. I was just thinking of it going through, you know, going through the tunnel in the system. <laughs> I was going to start talking about bourbon biscuits then, but now suddenly I don't really want to. No. But seriously, though, he was picking up on some really interesting stuff. And even though he hasn't been in business for very long, he's 
picked up and learned some very important skills which have helped him become uh, yeah, a really good ambassador for his business. Yeah, and the, the way that he communicates his brand and his product with other people, you know, we talked about it um, before, you know, it screams Caribbean. And, you know, he, and also he made reference to spending a lot of time in the Caribbean. So when you look at all the life experiences and, you know, his passion for creating something that's very, very different, when you pull that all together with the colour and the marketing... Um, it just goes to show how powerful it can be. And surely you know you've nailed it when people are actually calling you out in the street as the my source guy. I mean, that is amazing, isn't it? That's when you know that you've you've done something right, definitely. So at the end of every show, we like to give a shout out to a business who has commented on one of our social media platforms. So who are we giving a shout out to this week, Paul? Crown Hair Co. They um, are hairdressers, funnily enough. And we've been having chats with Christina on Instagram, who's been listening to our episodes. And uh, we've got to big up the hairdressers who are all open again uh, and uh, working really, really hard with a backlog of bad haircuts. I bet. I bet she's busy. Uh, so if you want to go and check her out, she's at crown with a K, R-O-W-N haircoco.co.uk. So that pretty much wraps it up. Don't forget, if you love the show, to let us know how much you love it, what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear in future episodes, and make sure you subscribe so we can send you next week's show directly into your little smartphone. Uh, come and check us out on social media. Come and say hi. Come and carry on the conversation. Talk about maybe some of the things that you heard on the show today. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Big Little Business Show, facebook.com slash Big Little Business Show, or you can search for us on LinkedIn. Until next week, Say goodbye, Claire, in Italian. Italian? Yeah. Adio? Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> Did you just make an Italian word out? I don't know if that's right. The beat. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production. So... Paul, the favourite smell was <laughs> one's own fart. How can you manage to say fart poshly? One's own fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've lost it. Now. <laughs>